friends. Today, we're going to discuss one of the biggest anxiety relief strategies for anxious working moms. We'll discuss why, although the strategy may be one of the most effective, it's also one of the most underutilized, and we'll talk through the process you can use to make the strategy work for you ASAP. Hey, are you a high achiever who struggles with perfectionism? Do you get stuck in the cycle of overthinking? Do you do everything for everyone else because you think otherwise it won't get done? Do you feel like you should come with a disclaimer? Hi, I'm anxious. (laughs) Hey, I'm Katie. Full disclosure, I'm not a therapist, doctor, or mental health professional. I'm just a career mama who also struggles with anxiety. For me, anxiety reared its head at the most inconvenient times, when I wanted to be present with my family, at those high-pressure business meetings, when I was laying in bed awake at night worrying instead of sleeping. I just wanted to relax and be able to have fun, and I know that you do too. What if you found tools to manage your anxiety? What if you knew how to enjoy life even though you are anxious? Look, it's time to put down that third cup of coffee and swap it for some lemon water. We're going to get control over anxiety so it can stop controlling you. Let's go, girl. Before we get started today, I'd like to read a podcast review left by one of my listeners, Kendley. Kendley says... Katie has the most soothing and sincere voice while she gives us insight to the daily life of living and leading as a successful leader despite anxiety. I love her real-life examples and approach to sharing suggestions of how to combat anxiety while juggling the crazy world of being a career mama battling the ugly friend anxiety. I loved Katie's honest, delicate, and appreciative understanding of those of us successful mamas who live despite anxiety. Kanjali, thank you so much for taking the time to leave me a rating and review. Your feedback just warms my heart and it fuels my soul. Hearing that the work I'm doing is making a positive impact on wonderful people like you. You're why I'm here. Thank you for listening and sharing. Friends, because of the launch of the podcast, I am doing a giveaway and I want you to join us. If you want to be entered for this giveaway, I ask that you go rate and review in Apple Podcasts. It's super helpful for podcasts just starting out to receive reviews and I'd truly love your feedback. From now until August 31st, 2022, if you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot and share in your IG stories and tag me at Hi I'm Anxious Podcast, and you'll be entered for a giveaway for an Amazon gift card. Hello, friends. Welcome today. I have kind of a scratchy voice. I've not been sleeping well. My littles aren't sleeping well. It's a really busy time of year. During my day job, we're getting ready for the school year to begin, so if I sound a little scratchy, you know why. So this week I was talking with a friend. She shared with me that her family uses a meal delivery service, and she shared that once a week she has the opportunity to go in and specifically choose the meals that are delivered to them, and if she doesn't choose, there's just a default that the company selects to send them. And Because she gets so busy, there have been a couple of times where she doesn't go in and choose the meals she wants. So one day recently, she missed out on choosing the meals for the upcoming week, and she was delivered two meals that contained red peppers, which she doesn't like. So she suffered through two meals that included red peppers simply because she didn't go in and choose the meals they were chosen for her and she described to me that she had 
been offered by her husband for him to take over this responsibility and she just refused to give up control to him. So because of that and allowing this other delivery service or this delivery service to choose her meals for her, she had to suffer through two meals that she didn't really like. And that just got me thinking, dear listeners, I can't speak for you, but I can speak for myself. And I have had a big problem over the years with trying to take control of things to such an extent that I struggle to ask for and accept help. I think of this dear friend suffering through two meals in one week with red peppers because she wouldn't give control of the meal delivery service to her spouse. If you don't like red peppers, wouldn't you agree that life is too short to suffer through red pepper meals, right? So let's talk about where you're eating red pepper meals or suffering or losing out needlessly in some other way because you won't ask for help, share responsibility, or give up control. As I was preparing to start this podcast, I kept using the term overfunctioning as an issue that I feel like I and others like me have faced. However, I found that the way I was using the term didn't necessarily get at the heart of what the definition of overfunctioning is. I did a Google search of the definition of overfunctioning and found a number of definitions. However, the theme that stood out to me with overfunctioning was that people who engage in overfunctioning may not be relying on the relationships they have available to them in a healthy way and instead are trying to take over or do things because they believe that if they don't do it, it won't get done or it won't get done as well or perfectly as you think or they think that it should. Now, be honest with yourself here as I talk about overfunctioning. Aren't you thinking to yourself, I totally do that, that is me? That's what I'm thinking. Today, instead of trying to dig into why we are doing this, I want to focus on where and how we can not do it. I mentioned in the intro that we're going to talk about one of the biggest anxiety relief strategies, and you can see where this is going. It's giving up control. Now, please don't panic. If you're like me, your mind is going crazy with reasons why you can't give up control of anything, or you can't do it right now, or hundreds of reasons why this strategy just isn't for you. But please stay with me, friend. I think use of this strategy is so worth it. Now, let's start by thinking about areas where you are overfunctioning or taking control of something. So, let's think about work. Are there tasks or responsibilities that you insist on doing yourself, although there are others? that would be better at it because they're more capable, more efficient at it. Maybe it lines up with their other responsibilities better than it lines up with yours. Or maybe they would enjoy it more. Maybe there's somebody on your team that loves stretch assignments and giving something to them that you're taking control of might be a great way to grow them as an employee or person. You could delegate tasks to those who are more capable. You could teach a process to someone who could learn something by being given a stretch assignment. Maybe you could move work to someone in a way that makes it more efficient for the department or organization as a whole. Now let's talk about where you might be doing this at home too. Maybe you are paying bills and that is something that your partner or significant other is totally capable of doing. That's one shift that I have made, one thing that I have personally given up control of. I had been paying the bills and now my partner pays the bills, my spouse does. Maybe planning meals and preparing a shopping list. Maybe this is something you could give up control of, perhaps not to your partner, but maybe there's a service that has a menu you select from. 
rather than going through individual recipes yourself in a book or online to pull together what you want, perhaps you could use this service to click the recipes that you want for the week. It automatically builds your shopping list for you and maybe even orders the groceries for you. I can pretty much guarantee that you already have an idea of at least one thing you can give up control of by allowing someone else to do it for you. As high achievers, we tend to put so much on ourselves, and I think there's a number of reasons for this. We have proven to ourselves over and over that we can do so much, both in terms of the scope of work we can achieve and in total workload. We've also proven to ourselves over and over how well we can do things. We may be perfectionistic in our tendencies, and so we do things to the nth degree and not allow good enough to be good enough. Also, we may have a history of not being able to rely on others, and we continue to tell ourselves the story that we can't rely on others because they may not be capable to handle the work we do or may not be able to handle it as well, so why bother trying to ask them for help or take the time to teach them to do something because we can just do it ourselves. And Because of all these things, I think this is why sharing control or workload with others can be one of the biggest anxiety relief strategies that is also one of the least used. Now, keeping in mind this is one thing that you're keeping control of, I want you to think of how this is impacting you. Is your schedule so full that inevitably you are letting something slide through the cracks, even if it's sleep, because you have to give up sleep to get it all done? Is the task or responsibility not getting done on time or well because you insist on controlling it? Like maybe you missed your deadline to choose meals for the week and your meal delivery service chose it for you. Are you becoming resentful of your colleagues, partner, or friends because you insist on having control of this one thing, although they are capable of doing it? And how is this impacting those around you? Are you failing to come through on promises to others? Are you taking time away from your family or friends because you've placed such a workload on yourself that there isn't any other way to get it done than to sacrifice time with them? Or are you snapping at your family, friends, or colleagues because you're resentful of them that you're carrying this workload, which you have placed on yourself alone? Okay, high achiever, I know what you want to do now, and that is to beat yourself up for how not giving up control may be having a negative impact on you and others, but let's not do that here because this is simply adding insult to injury. Instead, let's see it for what it is and try to move forward, okay? So can we consider this question? Is it possible giving up control of this one thing would help you feel better? Let's talk about how you can use this strategy ASAP. I want you to think about low-hanging fruit here first. I want one task or one strategy. I want you to choose one task or one strategy that you can give up most comfortably for yourself. Maybe you struggle so much to ask for help that you would only feel comfortable using a meal planning service or a shopping service. Maybe you feel like you can ask your partner to help with something around the house. Or maybe you have a trusted staff member who is always up for helping, is ready to learn something new, and you can give them this task or project as an assignment. Your homework this week is to choose that one task or responsibility that you can give up, choose who you can give it to, and then schedule time to have a conversation with them about this. If you're outsourcing to a company, I want you to log into their website and set up an account. If you're asking to give a task to someone at work or home, I want you to text or email them right now and say, hey, I could really use your help with something. Can we find 10 minutes to chat this week? Even if you haven't picked your thing, if you know who you want to ask for help from, if you send that email or text asking them to visit, it's going to send you or set you a deadline 
that you'll have to meet between now and then, you're going to have to think of that one thing that you're going to ask them to help with. So do that for yourself. And bonus points, if you post on Instagram this task you've chosen to give up control of and who you're giving it to, and then tag me at Hi I'm Anxious Podcast to share so that we can celebrate you for doing this. Okay, friends, that's all for today. I'm so glad that you joined me. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Hey, friend, thanks for being here. Did today's episode help you feel more in control of your anxiety? Did it inspire you to rest or relax? Or maybe it challenged you to really look at why anxiety is a part of your life. If so, I'd love to hear from you. If you would take 30 seconds, pause this episode, scroll down in Apple Podcasts, and leave me a review, I would be so grateful. See you next week. Disclaimer, I am not a medical professional and this podcast is not providing therapy or medical treatment. Contents of the podcast are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult your healthcare provider with your health questions and concerns.